stream get rolling. We'll get everybody in really quick and fire off the intro. This is Winning Cures Everything. Here's your host, Gary Seegers. All right, this is the Winning Cures Everything immediate reaction to the NCAA Tournament Selection Show. It is Sunday, March 17th. We appreciate you guys for jumping in with us. Uh, the show, as always, brought to you by Tunica, Mississippi, the South's premier sports gambling destination. They have got six incredible sports books. You can find more information on them at tunicatravel.com. Go check that thing out. We will be in Tunica this Thursday and Friday, March 21st, March 22nd, for the NCAA tournament for the first two days, the first round, at Samstown Casino inside the sportsbook. We're broadcasting live at 10 a.m. both days. That's Central Time for those of you in, in other time zones. But 10 a.m. Central, Thursday and Friday, we're broadcasting live. If you're coming into town, come down to ten, uh, Samstown, hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. We're staying the night on Thursday night. We're going to be watching basketball from sunup to sundown, basically. Uh, it's going to be a good time. So come down. If you want to find something to do while you are in town, go over to tunicatravel.com. You can find more information about us at winningcureseverything.com. You can follow me on Twitter at winning or excuse me at GaryWCE. You can follow the show at Winning Cures. You can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Winning Cures Everything. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast, share it out, tell your friends about it, leave some nice comments. Let's jump into the immediate reaction of the NCAA tournament uh, selection show. Uh, this was not uber surprising, really. The the three ACC teams that got one seeds, they were all deserving, right? Tennessee gets blown out by Auburn today. Kentucky loses to Tennessee yesterday, and they got blown out by them, you know, a week or so ago. Uh, all in all, the bubble teams that got in, you expected them to get in. There were no real surprises with that. They said the biggest snubs were UNC Greensboro and Alabama and Texas and whatnot. But none of those teams played well down the stretch. They didn't do anything to earn at-large seeds. So I, I think they did okay. Belmont, Temple, uh, Arizona State, and St. John's, that's your last four in. That makes perfect sense. Perfect sense, especially with all of the uh, bubble teams that were knocked out by bid thieves over these conference tournaments the last few days. Let's start off, let's talk about some of the most fascinating matchups. We will talk about some, uh, we're, we're going to do another show on Tuesday night. Every year we do the husbands versus wives bracket. The wives have beaten Chris and myself two straight years. My wife has kicked my ass the last two years. She is excited about jumping on, so she will be doing that on Tuesday night with Chris and myself. Uh, let's let's talk about these matchups, though. There are some interesting matchups. Obviously, there's some that you think, okay, Duke against North Carolina Central or North Dakota State, Duke is going to hammer them. Some will be kind of boring. Not a lot of people want to watch VCU and UCF. I think that'll be an interesting game depending on uh, whether VCU's star player comes back or not. Uh, you know, stuff like that is is just Virginia and Gardner-Webb. I doubt that Virginia gets beat by a 16 seed this year, but you never know. So let's let's talk about the ones that look like they will be the most fun. Uh, to start off with, Liberty and Mississippi State. That's 12 seed versus 5 seed in the East bracket. 
Liberty can play really, really well. I mean, they are they're like 30 and 5, 31 and 5. They can shoot the three ball insanely well if they get hot. Mississippi State, if you if you find a way to stop them on defense, which obviously you can say that about any, about anybody, but State is one of those that will fold if you put a little pressure on them. They're a good team, maybe deserving of a five seed. I might would have put them as a six, but uh, but yeah, Liberty is a really really good basketball team that probably should have been seeded higher than a twelve. Uh, next matchup, I've got St. Louis against Virginia Tech. St. Louis has been playing insanely well. They were in no position to get an at-large bid whatsoever. But it is what it is. They uh, they win the A-10 tournament. Their defense is absolutely lights out right now. Virginia Tech's senior starting point guard, Justin Robinson, is coming back for the NCAA tournament. He's been out since January. So what is he going to look like when he comes back? Virginia Tech played relatively well without him. Is that going to mess up the chemistry? Travis Ford, his defense, he's back in the NCAA tournament. He did not do well with Oklahoma State, hence why he's at St. Louis, but he is doing a wonderful job right now. Uh, Syracuse against Baylor, 8-9 game. Scott Drew against Jim Beheim's zone. Scott Drew likes to draw up ISO plays. He likes to let his guys play one-on-one a lot. He thinks his talent will be able to win. Will they be able to hit enough threes to get Syracuse out of their vaunted zone defense? Right? That's a that's a fascinating strategical matchup. The the schematics of, of that are going to be a lot of fun to watch. Murray State against Marquette. This will be fireworks. I can guarantee you that. You got Ja Morant against Marcus Howard, two of the best scorers, best players in the tournament. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Marquette has been on a slide here lately. Murray State, I mean, they have been rolling, absolutely rolling. I like this matchup. Those two players are out of this world. Next up, I've got Arizona State against Buffalo. Now, this is dependent on Arizona State beating St. John's. But this is going to be fascinating because Arizona State's coach, Bobby Hurley, was the head coach at Buffalo before Nate Oates. Nate Oates was an assistant under Bobby Hurley. So it will be teacher against, you know, assistant or whatever, and that's going to be fun to watch because I think Buffalo has a much better team than uh, Arizona State. Bobby Hurley's been at Arizona State for four years now. This is two straight years in the uh, NCAA tournament, two straight years that he's playing in the first four. Pretty, uh, Pretty outstanding stuff. Number 10, Florida against number 7, Nevada. That will be interesting. That's two insanely physical teams, especially inside. Uh, Florida has more talent. Nevada has more experience. That's two really, really good teams, and that will be great to watch. Number 12 seed, Oregon, against number 5 seed, Wisconsin. Oregon is absolutely the hottest team in the country right now. They have won eight straight, but they are just destroying really good teams. I am excited about that part of it. Uh, Wisconsin, a little banged up from the Big Ten tournament. Uh, really, the Big Ten schedule as well. Wisconsin is a great basketball team. They are coached insanely well. They don't have as much talent as Oregon does. And Oregon gets to play them in San Jose. They get them on the West Coast. Eugene, Oregon to San Jose, about eight hours. Madison, Wisconsin, 
and this is drive time, by the way. Obviously, everybody's going to be flying, but Oregon's going to have a lot more fans than Wisconsin will have, and that is really insane to see where a five seed does not have the uh, the location advantage. Same thing going on with 13 seed UC Irvine against Kansas State. UC Irvine, obviously from California, playing against Kansas State in California. Now, obviously, everywhere you go around the country, you're going to have the lower-seeded teams have a lot more fans because everybody wants to see the underdog win, right? It's especially going to be true in this case. UC Irvine, they're on a 16-game winning streak. They are unreal. They're 30-5 and this year. That's a really good basketball team. Kansas State, we got to see what happens with Dean Wade. Their star player looks like he might be out again. What will Kansas State look like without him this time? They weren't great without him the first time this season. And you see him on the selection show with a boot on. Not a good thing. Uh, The last two fascinating matchups to me. Number 8 seed Utah State against 9 seed Washington. Washington was only 1-7 against NCAA tournament teams this year. Utah State, they shoot better than 35% from three. The head coach at Washington, obviously a disciple of Jim Beheim. They like to play a lot of zone. If Utah State gets hot from three, they will absolutely run that team out of the gym. Absolutely run them out of the gym. And then last up, New Mexico State versus Auburn. New Mexico State on an 18-game winning streak. They only allow 33% shooting from three-point range. Auburn shoots the ball, lights out. Can New Mexico State guard them well enough to be able to pull off some kind of an upset? And we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think Auburn probably wins that game based on talent alone, but Chris Jans has got a fantastic basketball team in New Mexico State. I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a much better job going forward. Let's talk about uh, who got screwed with their draw. Now, this is something we talk about every year. There weren't a lot of them this season, and I was kind of surprised by that. But the biggest screwing, I guess you could say, was Kentucky. They have to go play in Jacksonville, which is full of Florida fans that you know will be cheering against Kentucky as much as they can. Uh, The Big Blue Nation always shows up, so I, I don't doubt that they will have plenty of fans there. But... They have to play in Jacksonville with Florida fans. Then they get to the Sweet 16 against possibly Houston or Iowa State. And Ames, Iowa, is only three hours from Kansas City. Lexington is almost nine hours. So if Iowa State gets through Houston, they've basically got a home game. That is remarkable to me. Absolutely remarkable that they would put that team in that location. Next up, Michigan. The only thing that I saw wrong with Michigan was they're a two-seed, and they got stuck with Florida and Nevada. If they beat Montana, they're going to have to play one of those two teams, two insanely physical teams that can wear you down and find ways to beat you. You know Florida can beat good teams. You know Nevada, uh, who made it to an Elite Eight last year, almost made a Final Four, and they got off five of their starters returning. I mean, they, they start five seniors. That is insane. Absolutely insane. Uh, Bubble teams that got screwed, like I said, there's not any. The teams that got left out deserve to be left out. And we'll talk more this week about the NIT and about what teams need to do going forward. Truth of the matter is, win more games and maybe don't schedule as difficult opponents. 
Washington gets in with only having to play seven NCAA tournament teams. They did not play that many quad ones. Uh, Arizona State gets in not playing that many quad ones. They had good wins. They obviously beat Kansas. They beat whoever. But you have to rack up wins. St. John's racked up a whole lot of wins. Now, you don't want to go the route of NC State, who did not get in but did not deserve to get in because they had the 330-something ranked non-conference schedule because they played literally nobody. Like, I think they beat Auburn in the in the non-conference schedule, and that was it. Everybody else was ranked like 300 or less in the in the net, which sometimes you can't control that, but you you know before the season, going into the next season, which teams are going to be good, which ones are not, right? That's just the way it goes. I, uh, I think this year it kind of played out the way it was supposed to. It's nice to see Temple get in. Fran Dunphy in his last season gets into the NCAA tournament. Belmont, Rick Bird gets an at-large bid. That's uh, that's going to be fun. Belmont, I'm uh, I'm excited about the possibility of Belmont against Maryland. Mark Turgeon, really good coach. Rick Bird, really good coach. Belmont has uh, some possible, you know, NIT talent. Um, uh, not, sorry, possible NBA talent. Oh, we got somebody on Facebook jumping in. Says, nice hat, Mizzou Land. Yeah, got my Cardinals hat on tonight. Uh, I'm sitting, sitting here already going through numbers, trying to figure out what matchups I like, all that kind of stuff. Obviously, the college football, or college basketball daily gambling is done for now. We will have our NCAA tournament picks. I'll see about NIT and whatever else. If we find some value, obviously, we'll go from there. But either way, uh, overall, I... I like the tournament. I think there's a chance of some upsets. Cincinnati playing in Columbus, Ohio, that's a lot of fun. The Bearcat fans will take over Ohio State's arena for that one. Uh, I mean, across the board, this is just a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun. I wonder what Ole Miss will do against Oklahoma. Oklahoma didn't play as well once they got into Big 12 play, but they were great in their non-conference. Ole Miss... Got absolutely blasted by Iowa State. Uh, let's see. We got somebody else on Facebook. Let's NCAA is cool and all. Let's talk about a real sport, professional wrestling. Yeah, probably not going to jump on that one. We uh, we appreciate you, though. Uh, NCAA tournament time is is where it's at. And then probably AAF. But we will talk XFL for sure next, uh, next spring when it comes out. So that's about as close to professional wrestling as we're probably going to get. But... This uh, this bracket looks like a lot of fun. Kentucky, I think if they can get through, uh, I think they will get through the first two rounds. And then we'll see what happens in the Midwest and Kansas City. But the fact that they put Kentucky and North Carolina in the same bracket again is crazy. And, Robbie, I know you're just messing with me, brother. It's all good. All good. But, yeah, Kentucky and North Carolina in the same bracket again. Calipari and Roy Williams have got to be just fed up with this, right? It's It feels like it's every year, and I know it's not. But it feels like it's every season. I don't know how they keep doing this. And I understand that the seeds fall where they are, but it mostly Cal has to be just irate with this. Like, why would you not put Cal in the same one with Gonzaga, in the same one with Virginia? Instead, we got Kentucky, North Carolina possibly meeting up again which is great for TV ratings, don't get me wrong, but that's not who you want to go up against in the NCAA tournament. You want a better draw than that. 
Uh, Virginia possibly going up against Tennessee. Two insanely good defensive teams. Two really well-coached teams. It, it is it is awesome. Uh, Robbie, is this in podcast form, in Apple Podcast? It will be. It will be in podcast form. I will toss it to that as soon as the show gets done. So, uh, the other ones, Duke against uh, Michigan State. Izzo against K. That's going to be awesome. That's a lot of fun. And then Gonzaga against Michigan. Again, these are great matchups. Absolutely great matchups if you can get the ones and the twos all the way to the Elite Eight, which rarely ever happens, but we'll see. I, I think that Texas Tech can beat Michigan in the West Regional. I think that Florida State could possibly upset Gonzaga in that West Regional. I think Michigan State's biggest problem probably just going to be Duke. Right, maybe Louisville, maybe Minnesota. Um, I think it's kind of weird that they have Minnesota uh, possibly playing Michigan State in the second round, considering they're both Big Ten teams. But you got to toss them in somewhere when you've got eight teams in, right? That's just ridiculous the way that that broke. LSU, I'm not sure how far they're going to get without Will Wade. They got, uh, I mean, they they may end up with either Maryland or Belmont or Temple. And you got really well-coached teams going up against LSU who will be without their coach. Does talent win out in that case? We'll see. Virginia Tech-St. Louis, obviously we talked about that. Mississippi State Liberty, we talked about that. VCU-UCF, that one dependent on VCU star player coming back. We'll see. He hyperextended his knee in the A-10 tournament. Uh, Syracuse and Baylor, Marquette, Murray State, Florida State, Vermont. I really wish that, that Vermont was playing somebody different because I think that is a really good basketball team. But Florida State, athletically, their talent is insanely superior to Vermont. Uh, Buffalo, Arizona State, or St. John's, we talked about that. Texas Tech, uh, Northern Kentucky, Nevada, Florida, Michigan, Montana. Kentucky, Abilene Christian, Wofford, and Seton Hall. That's interesting because Wofford had not been ranked in Ken Palm above 200 in – 10 years. I mean, it's been forever. This was not supposed to be this good of a team, but they are on a 20-game winning streak. Seton Hall closed out the season really well. Could you see Wofford and Kentucky playing in Jacksonville? I mean, that whole crowd would be on Wofford's side. Uh, Houston, Georgia State, we got Ron Turner back in the game. Uh, Ron Hunter, sorry. Uh, That's going to be fun. Hopefully he stays away from the scooter this time. Houston probably getting through that one, and then we'll see what happens with Iowa State. Obviously, that's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, let's see, Kansas Northeastern. Northeastern is a really good basketball team. Really good basketball team. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch and, and see what happens uh, with that because Kansas down three starters. Yes, they made it to the Big 12 championship game, but this team has absolutely fallen apart at certain times. Northeastern is a good enough team and a well-coached enough team to put some pressure on them and actually get through to that next round. Auburn, New Mexico State, we talked about that one. Utah State, Washington. Washington has not beaten very many good teams this year. Can their zone hold up against Utah State? I don't think so. I'm probably going Utah State on that one. North Carolina against Iona. Obviously, that's a wash. Tennessee and Colgate, that's a wash. Cincy and Iowa. Iowa has played in Columbus this season. And Cincinnati, obviously, is in Ohio. So, we'll see which one is more comfortable in that arena. I'm going to guess Cincinnati, but we'll see. Purdue and Old Dominion. 
Uh, back to the Cincinnati-Iowa thing. If Tennessee, of course, beats Colgate and Cincy beats Iowa, Tennessee has to play Cincinnati in Columbus, Ohio. Explain to me how that's reasonable. I, I didn't put that down as one of my screwed with the draws, but that is insane. That is, I mean, that is tough to do going up against Cincinnati in Ohio. I, I don't understand that at all. That's crazy. I just realized that. Uh, Purdue and Old Dominion. Old Dominion's a good team. Purdue is insanely well coached by Matt Painter. I think Purdue probably has a shot at a Final Four in this region. I mean, you got Virginia and you've got Tennessee ranked ahead of you, but then behind you is Wisconsin. You know, what are they going to do? Kansas State, eh, we'll see. Uh, Cincinnati or Tennessee, you could probably get through there. It's second round game is either St. Mary's or Villanova. St. Mary's Villanova, St. Mary's is playing hot right now. They've won nine of their last 11 games, and the only two losses were to Gonzaga. And one of the wins was against Gonzaga to actually get into the tournament. St. Mary's I would be very scared of right now because Villanova has not been shooting the ball well. They got a lot of good leadership on that team, a lot of national championship leadership, but they have not played well as of late. Yes, they won the Big East tournament. I got that, but the Big East, as we have seen, Kind of crap this year. Um, from there, let's see. Kansas State, UC Irvine, we talked about that. Wisconsin, Oregon, we talked about that. Ole Miss, Oklahoma, we discussed that one as well. And then Virginia and Gardner-Webb. I don't see this Virginia team being a one-and-done this year. Virginia is is better on offense than they were last season. They've got more athletes. They've got better shooters. they got better playmakers. It just across the board, this is a better basketball team. We will actually fill out our brackets and, and go through everything on Tuesday night. And we're probably going to do that show live as well. So, uh, we're pumped about this. We're going to start doing more live stuff. Remember, come out Thursday and Friday to Samstown in Tunica. Chris and I will be there live. We're broadcasting at 10 a.m. Central Time. We got people coming from all over the country just to hang out and have a good time watching college basketball all day. Again, we're spending the night on Thursday night. Get you a hotel room, hang out with us. We're watching basketball until the last last shot goes in. That's it. So March 21st, March 22nd, that's Thursday and Friday at Samstown Casino in Tunica. If you want to find something to do in Tunica, Mississippi, you want to find out information on all six of their sports books, go to tunicatravel.com. Again, follow us at winningcureseverything.com. Everything you need to know is up there. The podcast, the YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, everything else. Uh, We appreciate you guys for hanging out with us today. We are looking forward to a fun March Madness. This is going to be a good time. We will see you guys again for the Daily Show tomorrow. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us.